the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Hey, we're back. Welcome to the new general Mission Podcast and North South Connection. I'm Tim Slavka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us once again. As always, on the journey to live the new generation era to find some of the best and some of the worst of the wrestling time period often forgotten. From Brendan Shaw and Survivor Series 92 to Brendan Shaw and Survivor Series 97, we look behind just the pay-per-views and examine weekly TV, what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. So, JP, we're back. A little little hiatus. Uh, Want to give some insight into maybe why we were off for a little bit? Yeah. So uh, this is definitely all on me. Uh, anybody that, you know, oh. missed out on us or anything, you know, this is uh, – well, or my wife, I should say. She had to, <laughs> had to have a baby. Um, so, yeah, my, my uh, second child came to the world late October. Um and you know it's not like the whole late night thing and all that it's it's not really that it's just that you know you you got you got a kid things change and just your whole surroundings are different so i just need a little time off from that and then right when i was getting uh you know kind of back into it i go and tear my achilles just like jt did so <laughs> kinda, i don't know if that's like a justin podcast guy uh curse that's going on right now but i got that then again getting ready to ramp back up in january and then i get covid so it's just been uh you know some some shit's happened every month so we're here now though you know yeah no we got stuck in the i think we were trying to get around the holidays couldn't get it to go then i was busy with work too so it's it's been uh both of us and obviously having a kid is the problem the problem with the new kid right newborn is the routine right your routine is all thrown off uh, so it's like trying to set that new routine, but our goal is to get back to every other week. Um, uh, you know, we were, pu- we were pumped right in this timeline to get to King of the Ring and just, you know, we knew this was, we knew the baby was coming. So we knew that we were going to yeah. go somewhere. Just And he came early. So like, like, and it's kind of weird. Like he's born premature, but he was like nine pounds or he was okay. a little over eight pounds. So it's like, and he's definitely not a premature baby. Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's a little right. tank, but it's just, it's probably good that he was out early because. I don't know if my wife could have endured another ten pound baby, but uh yeah, I mean he's good now. He's he's in his routine and I'm thankful that uh you know, he he sleeps through the night now at, at four months, so that's a blessing. Yeah, but yeah, man, we're 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 here for the long haul now. So hopefully no more long hiatuses or anything like that. And yeah. Uh, I'm at least nine months go. away from another baby, so I'm good. We're good. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, you you dropping bombs too now? No, 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 I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> way, way, way far away. So. Right. Good. If, good. if any, but I think our goal is to be back on a good schedule. I was out with some friends uh, last weekend and just talking about the podcast and stuff. And they're like, oh, man, I remember when Lex Luger slammed Yokozuna. I'm like, we're getting to that. So you oh, guys, yeah. they weren't big wrestling fans, but I'm like, you guys should listen to some of these because – you know, this is yeah. this summer, especially is uh, the summer of '93. Uh, is it's kind of changing. Whether it, I don't know if it holds up to keep going through, but it was definitely an exciting time with Luger and uh, defeating Yokozuna. So I think we're excited about uh, you know the next couple months of uh, wrestling, and we're gonna try keeping it, keeping it going. Uh, so thanks for the people also that reached out to us. You know, wondering what was going on. We're hoping to come back, and we're able to 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 get back on it. So. Exactly, and I think like this, like you said, this time period coming up is going to be like 
really like the the where the like the real new generation era kind of like sets itself. Yeah. You know, like with with somebody leaving soon, with other guys coming in, it just kind of really starts to take form. And I I like when you know the WWF like it, it has its uh, dull periods and it has its peaks, but when they set to something and kind of, you know, get their footing on it, they really do it the best. So we're going to get to, you know, maybe not the best era of wrestling, but something very cool and nostalgic to look back at. Yeah. I think we talked about this before. It's like, I don't know when it drops off, right? Like I'm pumped. We know Mania 10 is a great pay-per-view. I love Rumble 94. Like, so it feels like for a while we're going to be cooking. And obviously we know some of the doldrums of the, you know, <laughs> new gen will hit up in there and go on. But like right now, it just feels like a good time. And, you know, you kind of talked about the new generation. We're about to, you know, we're back, but Hogan's about to be gone. So I think right. that'll help. I think that'll help, uh, you know, really feel like the new generation as well. Well, see, um, in, like, in like 95, you know, and I know that's the era that everybody shits on and hates, but that's legitimately like one of my favorite years of all time, as, as crazy as that sounds. But like that was the year I, I fully got into it week to week and was watching every week. So. Nostalgia blinds me for a lot of that, but I don't care. Like it's really one of my favorite years ever. Yeah, same to me. I never knew. I think the only time I felt like it was bad was when it was like Diesel Mabel, and right. that's nothing against them. I just didn't like either of them, so it just didn't feel like that's sort of kind of like fell off. Like okay, maybe this isn't as good as I, uh, you know, I'm putting it to. But I think you know we're self-proclaimed and uh, Bret Hart marks right, and so exactly. when he was kind of champ and leading things, it didn't feel like it was that much lesser than you know the Hogan era. So right. Good, good, yes, good stuff. So, uh, ready to get going? Anything else? I don't think we want to talk football because the Bears are not nothing. Yeah. Nothing going. Baseball is a dread. No, and, and the Bulls just lost to the Bucks, and Grayson Allen didn't get beheaded. So I know. Nice. I was, you know, I saw that him warming up today, and I was like, oh, they got to get some revenge. And nothing, nothing. Yeah, he got he got a, he got a foul, a hard foul, one time, but nothing crazy, nothing worthy enough. So nothing to Hopefully. bring like a. Bulls, you know, Bulls piston rivalry type. Right, type right. Yeah. Hopefully, he just walks the streets of Chicago later or something. Then <laughs> they, they take care some of club. Him. Yeah, right, some club. Yeah, right. club. Uh, beat down at. So exactly. All right, so we're we're back. We're gonna do uh, kind of a quicker episode this time, just because that was our plan originally. But there's two episodes left before uh, King of the Rings, so we're gonna do these kind of quick to have a welcome back, get in the groove, and then next time we're gonna do King of the Rings. So we have. The last Raw, uh, and then one superstars the the weekend of uh, King of the Ring, and then like I said, next week King of the Ring, and then we'll go back to kind of you know the two or two or three or four episodes we kind of been doing um, al- along the way to keep keep that cadence, so we can kind of move along um, quickly as well to get to to SummerSlam. But we know there's also a lot of good stuff in between there. So, so All six right. seven, you ready to go? Yes, yeah. sir. All right, six seven Raw back live. Uh, at the Manhattan Center, so I always love these. I think we're going to run run out of time on these Manhattan Centers, um, Raws. So this is this is kind of one of the final big ones. Um, it starts off. So the the whole episode I think is definitely pumping up King of the Ring, uh, especially because it's live. So this is a pretty good job of leading into King of the Ring, uh, and they they start off with the the big shock, which is um, a new IC uh, new IC champion um, in. Shawn Michaels is back, uh, back as champion. Uh, so Shawn Michaels comes out as a job in a jobber match, uh, and he brings a, a big tall guy. And I, I don't think they name him here, but obviously we all know it's Kevin Nash Diesel. He's wearing an amazing track suit. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. and 
he's just silent right now. So he's just the silent assassin as he comes out. Probably not needed for the jobber match, so I felt like maybe they could have used maybe someone like a Tito or something to let um, Sean, uh, you know, pull over Diesel, like let him like trip him up. But they don't show any highlights of of the uh, of the victory over Marty, but they say that Diesel was influential in, in the match. Uh, so your standard squash match to begin, but I think it starts the raw off like a with a bang about man title changes are happening all over the place and. Who's this new guy? Right, and and so this is basically code word for uh, Marty went to rehab and got a drug (laughs) test, right? Like this is pretty much what happened here. I'm I'm assuming because there was really no like hype for a match between them. There was no No. like no discussion of Marty afterwards. He's obviously gone. So he either you know messed with his daughter down the line that he did recently or whatever, (laughs) some drugs or whatever, but. I, it's kind of weird, like, Sean's a champ again and Diesel at the same time. It's like, all right, we got a lot going on now, which is good because Sean is, like, the uh, a catalyst right now for, like, this whole movement that's happening. You know, he like, you got Brett in the King of the Ring tournament. You got all these other, you know, good workers in the tournament itself. But Sean is kind of, like, the constant right now as far as, like, feuds go and stuff like that. Like, he's keeping the, like, the program moving, so... It's cool to see Diesel come in. Uh, Kevin Nash is one of my favorite, like, personalities in wrestling history. Like, not necessarily in the ring, but, you know, just just as a guy on the mic or, or in shoot interviews or whatever. He's just, he's just cool as hell. So, it's cool to see him come in. Yeah, I just felt like they could have used him to do something versus him being quiet. Like, right. I don't know. It could have added something. And it was kind of a pointless kind of match, right? It was cool. Like, definitely a shock value of, like, hey, I got to catch Raw, like, Stuff happens right away, but from, like, a match standpoint, it's kind of pointless. And then they do mention that uh, they have the King of the Ring reports. Um, and Gene, with his bad acting, makes makes oh, the announcement God. that that, uh, that the, the crush match is now a title match, which, again, right. legally speaking, I don't know how that would work. Um, right. And I also have in my notes, like, it's also kind of weird that Marty should, would, like, step in for a rematch. Like, how does Crush get the title shot right now? It's just a little confusing. It would make sense, like, if Crush, uh, you know, spoiler alert, if Crush was to win the title at King of the Ring, like, that would all make sense. But it's kind of weird that mm-hmm. they, like, Marty's, again, <laughs> I think we you kind of said probably why he's out. But uh, it kind of feels weird that Marty wouldn't, like, step up to the big rematch. And you think that'd be, like, a big pay-per-view match versus kind of a boring feud of Sean and Crush. Yeah, it's like Sean kind of like, and that's the thing, like, he has been given, like, Sean right now is kind of in the Brett 95 role where he gets, like, bounced from one feud to another without any, like, solid direction. So, like, Sean is feuded with, you know, Marty. He's feuded with with Hacksaw. Now he's on the crush, and it's just like, you know, he goes from, like, different. Tatanka. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Tatanka. And then towards the end of the year, it's, uh, uh, who's the shoe with towards MD? I forget in 93. He's got perfect uh, to call. I don't know if they started the perfect stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, just he, he doesn't get to stick with anything and kind of, you know, make it make sense. But I mean, he does a good job nonetheless. But um, yeah, it's just kind of random for this to be like an IC title match and now Crest is all of a sudden the number one contender. I don't, I don't get that. And, and he comes out and, you know, complains about it being a, a title match, which he kind of had like, 
this is where WWF kind of messes up, where they they let the heel come out and make sense of it. Like he's yeah. the heel, he, what he's saying it actually makes sense. Like how does he get the title shot? I win, you know, Marty's not coming for a rematch, anything like that. Like, it, it, so I don't get it, but I'm not exactly mad at it either. So yeah, I, it's just it's just, it's just weird mm-hmm. to do, but obviously they they had no trust in Marty, right? <laughs> All right, you want to go to the next match? Yeah, so uh, so next we get um, Adam Bomb versus Tito Santana. So uh, I kind of like Tito in this role as, like, your jobber to the up-and-coming green guys. Like, uh, you know, obviously Tito's one of the best in-ring guys they've ever had. But um, Adam Bomb comes out looking like a million bucks. He's awesome with Johnny Polo with him. I think, like, like Johnny Polo is also an underrated piece of the puzzle here. Like, he's a, a very good... Um, manager and you know Johnny Polo later becomes Raven, but he uh like he just I don't know I don't know what it is like he's like a I don't know if he's like really inspired by Bobby Heenan or whatever, but he's like always like comedic too. So it's like when you see him out there next to Adam Bomb, it's kind of weird because Adam Bomb is very stoic and you know like high I don't know high energy athletic kind of guy with this like kind of goofy Johnny Polo. Um, but anyways, like the, the Adam Bomb just looks awesome. There's not really much to say about the match. Tito's kind of just you know there to to be the glue to the match, which he's good for, and I'm kind of glad to see him in this role because at least he's getting some TV time. But it's just your typical uh, squash putting Adam Bomb over. Yeah, um, I have Vince's terrible those disease eyes. Like he always says oh. that about Adam Bomb. It's just so it's so bad. I, it, I, I mean, I think we're both in a bomb marks, but like, oh, yeah. Vince is just like, just let the gimmick be. Don't have to like make, you don't have to explain it. Um, there's Tito loves this move. Uh, you know, I think from like an in ring, he's very solid, right? He doesn't really mess up. He can take bumps. He can, you know, he's got good stamina, but he, uh, he loves the move of the, the arm bar, which is one of my least favorite moves. I just wrote that in this match, especially when it's like standing one, like clearly at a bomb could just punch him in the face if he wanted to do like i know it probably hurts your shoulder a little oh, bit yeah. but just yeah. it just looks so silly especially the standing right. one like he literally could kick him in the face or punch him in the face and knock him out because tito then has no ability to block so i think it's just such a bad move and it just doesn't look like it's, it inflicts pain right and it's right. not a it's not like a submission where it's like okay the guy's going to give up on it. So I, I just think that's a Tito special. Uh, there was an awesome flying clothesline over the top rope, which uh, Adam Bomb's known to do. Like, again, he's just a, a guy that's got a lot of agility and, like, feels like he's athletic. Um, and then Vince says, you know, oh, he's glad that Adam Bomb isn't the king of the ring. I get why maybe he wouldn't be because he's kind of new and, like, you don't want to job him out. But it feels like that would be a guy, you know, kind of perfect for it to get to, like, the semis or something, right? versus, you know, maybe someone like Hacksaw or, I don't know, Bam Bam, they're kind of, they've kind of been up and down with, but it feels like the, Adam Bomb would be a great guy for the, the, the King of the Ring tournament, at least to win, win a match to kind of, to kind of go over, but maybe there's no spot for him, um, but well, it's, yeah, kind I mean, could, it's kind of weird, it's kind of weird Vince mentioned it. Well, he could have taken Mr. Hughes' spot, like, I, oh, that's I, true. Could, have, I could have seen Bomb in there, like, you 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 really don't want to take out perfect Brett Razor Luger Tatanka, so it's yeah. really like Duggan or Mr. Hughes. Like well, Mr. You Hughes, know. you could do like the J- Johnny Polo interfering or something to still make right. it win. Because I'm 
I don't remember. I, I I know I watched the match, but I'm pretty sure it's a DQ finish anyways, right? So yeah, I, I guess maybe there just wasn't a spot for him. It was just weird Vince mentioning it in, in my eyes, like that he's bringing it up. And Anabom's one of those guys where like we're gonna love him, but he's gonna be on like two pay per views, right? He's gonna be here for like three years, and be, right. you know he might be on like Survivor Series and Rumble only, right? So he's a guy that felt like needed more shine and big things because I thought he was a guy that can get over. Yeah, it's it's it sucks. That, I mean, well, doesn't he have a match against Mabel too at one point on one of the yeah one of the pay per views? Yeah, I, right. I think it's like in your house, and I think it's I'm not I'm pretty sure it's a pretty uh, bad match. If I right, I mean, well, we're talking we're talking Mabel. Pretty and, easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably don't even have to watch it. You can just like sum it up with yeah, that was a bad match. Adam Bomb and Mabel. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we got uh we got a Tatanka squash. Um, uh, you know, standard, standard Taka, definitely still very over. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, he, uh, just wins pretty easily, uh, versus some jobber who was the jobber, uh, of Peter Weeks is pretty, who's pretty embarrassing looking. I don't know if you have anything to add on that. No, I'm just kind of losing a little steam on Tatanka. Like he's yeah. not really doing it for me right now, but right. We'll, we'll see if that changes as we build towards King of the Ring and, yeah. you know, afterwards. So, yeah, um, and we got, the king coming out. You want to do the king or? Uh... Yeah. So we got uh, King's Court next, which I'm I'm eating this up. I love Lawler. Like, Lawler is so perfect at doing these little touches that he did. He comes out and he's dressed in pink and black. So it's like yeah, such a nice little touch because uh, he's he's interviewing Yoko and Mr. Fuji, who you know they're going uh, they're gonna be the main event against Hogan at King of the Ring. But Lawler wearing the pink and black. Like, like for, for Bret Hart, yeah. knowing what's coming up, like it's just so awesome that this is happening. And I don't know, I just, I just think like I wish more people had as much thought into their character as Lawler does. Um, he's just like the, I don't know, he can just do it all. He can interview, he can you know host the show, he can wrestle, he can be on the mic, whatever you need him to do, he's perfect for. So yeah, fun little segment. Um, Fuji's another guy. I'm I'm so tired oh. of saying like he is so bad. Like even Lawler couldn't bring anything good out of him. He's just so bad on the mic. Like another guy we'll be seeing soon, Cornette when he comes in. Thank God because Fuji yeah. is so bad. Fuji is so bad. Yeah. It, it, it almost takes away from Yoko. Like it's like it, like it's like the go away heat. You know, like you want to see yep. Yoko built up and everything, but then you, when you have to listen to Fuji, it's just like God, get this off my screen. So. Yeah, they're just building up the match with Hogan coming up, uh, title match at King of the Ring. So, I don't know if you had yeah. anything to add to that. Yeah, I thought I thought maybe Duggan should have came out. Uh, to, to uh, yeah. Like, it's just weird they haven't blown that really off. I, you know, I, I thought like that could have been add some heat to like the match. Like, obviously Hogan's not coming, right? He's nowhere to be found. But could have been nice to have Duggan again. It's kind of a weird spot they have the King's Court in. Like, it's not in the ring. It's kind of off to the side, like, the spotlight on it. So I don't even think, like, and there's no monitors there. I know it's a small place, but, like, I'm pretty sure half the crowd couldn't see that, couldn't see what was going on. You know, luckily it was just a bad Fuji interview, so mm-hmm. they didn't have to see anything. And then, right. I mean, this is where the king is so good, and you just kind of forget about it, is, like, there's, like, a light Hogan chance, and the king kind of goes, stop chanting his name, right? And then that brings up the chant to, like, five times louder, right? So, like, he's just good at, like, Okay, the crowd's like egging him on. I'm gonna tell them what to do without telling them to chant Hogan. Um, it was just so it was so well done because 
the crowds are definitely not behind Hogan, but they're like more against upsetting the King. And right. We see that a lot right. with the Burger King chants. He's, he's just right. really good, really good at that. And it's a subtlety. I don't think I remember as much. Like I definitely hated him, but mm-hmm. it's just like watching these. It's like, man, he is so good at like getting the crowd fired up. Um, and I think we also lose, you know, we lose a lot of the respect for the King, I guess, in future years because of after right. the Attitude Era, he just became such a drag. Oh, God. You forget how, you know, you, you forget how good he was at, the, at this role. Um, so I, I love that. And I thought that was just like perfect way to build heat for Hogan, even though Hogan's like nowhere to be found. Um, and so then we have, we got a, a weird little tag team match. Uh, I'm going to hope I get this right because I'm going to take history of W. We got Fatu and IRS. First, mm-hmm. uh, Rick Steiner and Billy Gunn. So, yep. kind of just announced, I think the last time that they were going to do a a um, double tag team match, right? So a um, you know uh, I don't know, it's almost like a Survivor Series match, but one pinfall, right? So the Head Shrinkers and Money Inc. versus the Smoking Guns and Steiner. So this is one of the problems with the King of the Ring, right? You got all these single stars, and you got to somehow get tag teams, you know, kind of rushed in there. So Obviously, they want to get the new smoking guns over, and they're trying to get over that the Steiners and Money Inc. have a, a, a big feud going on right now. Um, so they also have, in this match, they also have all the uh, guys on the outside. Scott Steiner, of course, rocking a Team Icro Pro shirt. Um, so, you know, making sure he knows that, yep, I'm clean. No steroids in this, <laughs> no steroids in this body. Right. Um, the match was d- decent. The crowd, I mean, I know a lot of people hate Irwin, right, or IRS. The big Irwin chance, right? They definitely got that mm-hmm. going. The crowd was the crowd was definitely into this match um, for like kind of having no feud and you know smoking guns kind of being still pretty new. Uh, they were definitely big into this match. Um, they're um, <laughs> the only thing I have is that Billy Gunn did this crazy done gun dance after he nailed IRS with the clothesline. I think again, I think they're very. I'm not the biggest smoking guns fan, but I think they've been pretty good about keeping their gimmick alive. Right. And, uh, right. I, it shows. So, um, uh, and then IRS got the clothesline his uh, most deadly clothesline there is to uh, win the match. Devastating. Um, they, they, they uh, the end of the match, of course, IRS pays off the head shrinkers. Um, who of course I think eat the money or, they yeah, they're don't all know. confused they don't about it. They right. don't understand money. Yeah, I can't remember if they put it in their mouth, but I know I know Afa's eating eating gross chicken. <laughs> right. right. And then um and then it just leads to a chaotic um brawl to kind of end the match. So for a, a tag team match that's not having a lot of uh, anything built up to it really, like just ra- you know four random teams kind of coming together. They have some little feuds going together. I thought the match was pretty fun. Um, and definitely build some intrigue into. I don't know if anyone's buying King of the Ring for this match, but for a fun fun little tag match and getting the live crowd into it, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a cool concept to put like one guy from one team tagging with another. And like the only thing I wish they would have done is um, like with the with it being Billy and Rick. Like I wish like uh, how the network dubs uh, Jericho's like Y2J theme on his WCW okay. stuff. I wish they'd have dubbed the music for like Billy and Chuck. Billy and Rick come out together because like it's Billy and Rick they could have had their own little homoerotic tag team yeah. or whatever for for the night but yeah other than that um, it was a fun little idea it was, it was a nice little you know fast paced match got every, all the guys involved and it just I think with King of the Ring being like this first time pay-per-view 
they're just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall, like this, you know, with the tournament, they can just right. add these little pieces around it, like a little window dressing. And, you know, like you said, you're not going to buy the paper before this, but it's a nice little addition to the tournament and they have to have something to fill up some time to give the guys a break between the matches anyway. So right. yeah, I'm yeah I just get a on like, like I feel like they want to push smoking guns. So they want to get them on. They obviously want mm-hmm. Steiners and money. Inc. Like that's the big feud. Cause we'll talk right. about that superstars. Like that's obviously the big feud. So I, I get kind of why they did it. Um, so, I, you know, this is sometimes good where I, I, I like, you know, this, this old wrestling is everyone's kind of got something to do, right. It's right. It's, uh, they're keeping everyone busy. So that's, that's good. Um, for that match. Uh, and then you want to go to the last little segments. Yep. So we're going to close out the show with the interview with Razor Ramon. And this is where he kind of like, he's calling out the one, two, three kid. And then this is like, I think the first time he calls on the one, two, three kid. So I don't know if that's where the name sticks or not. I guess we'll see in the next, you know, coming weeks if that's the, the actual name that sticks, but he, he just looks so cool when he's getting interviewed. Like he, that's the guy that like, you know, I love, Brett's my guy. I like Sean. I like Sean a decent amount, but they don't seem as cool as Razor does. Like Razor just looks like, yep, you know, like like he's just a star the way he looks, like just on looks alone. And you know, he also meant, he's also uh, calling out Brett, you know, talking about the Nutter Center and saying he's going to be another loser and another <laughs> has been at another grease spot. And what's crazy is with those notes, uh, I wrote those down in my notes, and I was looking back at it the other day, and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Another lose? Like what is that? I'm reading it like Nutter Butter, like, yeah. what is that? So I had to go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, okay, the Nutter Center, like, now it makes sense. But just reading off the notes, I didn't know what the hell he meant. Um, but I, I was thinking, too, like, in this interview alone, Razor's got a, a vendetta with the kid, and he's also got a big match against Brett in the paper, in this, you know, new pay-per-view against a guy that he fought for in the title earlier in the year. And it's like, when, like, because the last time you remember WWF, WWE, whatever, being so, like, versatile in their feuds like now it's you know one guy feuds with one guy yep. everything's linear for three to four months you know then they have a blow off and then it's on to the next with this it's like so many moving parts and they and they keep it well structured it's not like you know too chaotic or anything so i just think it's cool how that how that's working as you know the middle of 93 goes on how like that's been going on kind of since we started like other guys have just had like you know, multiple feuds. It's not just like one-off matches. It's actual feuds with multiple different people. Yep, I agree. I agree. It's yeah. The, it's the only thing I raise is like he almost is. You know, trying to make it big that he's credible against Bretts, and then mm-hmm. but he's also kind of struggling against the one-two-three kid. Um, so I, I'm fine with it because I think it's great, but it is kind of weird that they're they're kind of it's kind of weird they're making him like well he can lose to a a kind of guy that's not very talented as they're presenting one, two, three currently. Right. right. And that, but he can also go against the top dog, the number one C and Brad Hart's, but yeah, I never I thought about it, that. that. Yeah. I think perfect it, sense. Yeah. I think it works for, for, for a guy like razor, right. Who can, who has that attitude of, well, you know, he, he, he has that the way he speaks and just his attitude can kind of let him play off that. I think, I think other guys probably couldn't pull it off. So, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, like Sean would be another guy as a heel that could kind of pull this off. Right. But, some a lot of other guys really couldn't. So I think he's still credible against Brett. Um and then he also says he'll bring him for seventy five hundred dollars uh next week that he's ready to up the up the, the ante for the uh the rematch. Right. Right, so, right. So that's that's a raw live raw, then they talk about that there's a big Marty Gennetti, so uh doink match, so Marty maybe isn't gone. I don't know if 
I don't actually didn't watch that one yet to see if he's there, but they bring that up. I have the notes that, and then uh, uh, you know they they keep going hard sell for uh, the big king of the ring coming up uh, on next Sunday. So pretty good, pretty good raw. And, you know the big the big thing was Sean winning the title, and then just you know building the king of the ring um, with the Yoko interview, the Razor interview. Uh, the tag team match. So I thought pretty good. The only one that kind of maybe didn't, wasn't necessary was Tatanka. Uh, it would have been nice maybe if Luger came out or something to build to that match. Cause that was kind of right. everything. It was really kind of po- more pointless in, the, in this one. I thought everything else was pretty good. Yeah, it was a solid raw. It wasn't anything like crazy. It's just, you know, a, a build, you know, things are kind of, things keep moving with, without, you know, maybe, maybe the Marty thing wasn't playing. It just had to happen. So yeah, you know, like that stuff had to happen the way it did. So we're just a little disjointed on that end, but pretty solid throughout. Yep, I agree. Should we move on to uh, superstars then? Yes, sir. All right, so we're at the superstars in uh, it's, uh, twelve or six twelve or six. Oh, sorry, six thirteen or six twelve, depending on when it showed in your your local area. Uh, <laughs> back from uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, so this is the one that has the bigger crowd. So. Um, looks like more of like, uh, I would say like nineties, 91 superstars when they're in front of like a big arena versus right. like last week or was a lot, you know, like, it wasn't a high school gym, but it was definitely, you know, smaller auditorium type place. This, this looks like it's a big, you know, big, uh, big arena. Um, so, uh, it has uh, per history WWE, they got 8,000 people there. So pretty, pretty big, uh, big crowd for this, this taping. Uh, this would be obviously the weekend of King of the Rings, so they're definitely pumping up huge. Uh, the King of the Ring uh, happening on on the Sunday nights. Uh, they start off with the Rick and Scott Steiners versus the uh, versus uh, Iron Mike Sharp and uh, another jobber, but uh, classic squash by the Steiners. Definitely over, get the crowd pumped uh, to begin Superstars, but kind of your standard squash. Uh, to begin superstars, uh, and they, I think they, they definitely bring up that, you know, they're going after Money Inc., so they're definitely mm-hmm. starting to push hard, um, that feud. Yeah, just a, just a simple little squash to kind of, you know, keep them on TV, keep them in your mind's eye, just to keep things going to King of the Ring, so. Yep. Yep. So, um, from there, we do get the event setting with Gorilla. Um, kind of get like a little recap with Sean and Diesel about the, you know, HBK winning the title back and everything. Um, you know, you get words from Crush and Sean about the match coming up from King of the Ring, uh, for the title. So, you know, they're continuing to build to that just to keep that fresh in your mind, too. Um, then we also get some comments from 123 Kid on Razor and, I love Sean Waltman, one, two, three kids. Like he's, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, you know, <laughs> especially his era. But this fucking promo, it, I, oh I, I, I want people to go watch this. Like, it's so bad. He is he's so, so scared. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Like, he is so nervous. It's like, dude, you got to Like, this is. It, it's crazy that he got a job after this. Like, you know, like to and yeah. for a long time in wrestling. Like, not just you know a year. Like he's worked multiple years after this, but he is so scared doing this interview. And I don't know if people are like, you know, fucking with him behind the scenes or what, but he is just so damn nervous. And like, it, 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 it almost comes, it almost like is ingenious in a way because it almost makes him look even more. Like, I know this is not what they intended to do because it's just obvious nerves, but 
It almost yeah. makes him look like more of a of, of a wuss that that right. beat Razor. You know what I mean? Like it's like this dude beat you. Like holy yeah, shit. right, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, it, it almost works. It's perfect. like I, right. And I know he's trying to act scared. And it's it's not even good acting though. No, it's like good acting. It's literally he can't. Yeah. He he's so afraid, and I don't know if the drugs and uh, drinking start uh, right. picking up for him that he gets a little more confidence. I know right. sometimes I drink a little, so maybe <laughs> they found the secret sauce to uh, give right. him that confidence. But, right. Yeah. They, I mean, and, and they make it no like no things. It's like a dark studio. The, like the light is like flashing on him. He's so skinny at this point. Oh, Not that man. he's ever a big guy, but like right. he looks so little. And they do kind of like a wide shot, so he's like so narrow in the screen like you know yeah. when they do it for hogan hogan's taking up you know 90 percent of the screen right and his arms are out and you know he just looks so massive and this little little wiener looks so tiny so it's i like i seriously howled laughing watching this like i was like this is one of the funniest things i've ever seen in wrestling but yeah um luckily he improves but yeah this, this is something to go out of your way to watch definitely uh, good and I, I think at the beginning of the telecast, I can't remember if it was here or there, but they, you know, they obviously showed uh, showed that Sean had beat Marty or talked about, it, and then also mm-hmm. mentioned that Diesel was there too. So obviously they're building that up as a as a big a big churning churning points. Do you want to do the uh, next match? Yeah. So we okay. so from there we get a a razor squash and you know nothing nothing major as far as the match goes, but Brett does appear on this uh, jumbo screen and. Starts like a one, two, three chant. So, you know, it's kind of obvious that that's the name they're going to go with, especially the way he, Brett is kind of, and, and Brett's another one that's not like the best on interviews right now. He's at least he's confident, like he's not, you know, nervous, yeah. but him, he, he does, he says like one, two, three, like legitimately like eight or nine times. It's just like, All right, are, you, are you done yet or not? Like, he, but he does get the crowd into it. It kind of gets in the yeah. head and it's kind of, you know, that, that's that's what I meant in the last, you know, in Raw. It's like we have all these like feuds kind of just like intertwined within each other. It's like you go from, you know, a kid, you know, calling out Razor, if you want to call it that, to, you know, Razor into a match, into Brett on the screen calling out Razor because of his match with the one, two, three. So it's just like Pulp Fiction kind of storyline winding through, but it, it all yeah. fits perfectly somehow. So yeah, I thought yeah, Brett it, did pretty good on the interview too. Or, not the right. interview, like just the segment. I thought he actually held his own. He hasn't been the best that we've seen so far, but I thought he actually did a real good job on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, the uh, you know, everyone makes fun of Hacksaw for his, uh, you know, hose, but, but he's a guy that just gets the crowd into it. The crowd was loving the one, two, three. Like, it was oh, massive. loving it. It was yeah. a massive chance, and I think it stays for a while of just, like, a massive chance. So I'm not the biggest fan of the one, two, three kid name for a while, but – like obviously he gets a lot of momentum from just that chant because it's well obviously easy to chance, uh, but it definitely gets a crowd into his matches and you know even the Razor matches for the next couple of months. Yep. All right, then we got. Uh, I just have a Yoko promo, but I literally have no notes on it, which probably means that um, that Fuji talked the whole time and I just didn't take notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It, I got the same thing. It was Yoko interview. There's yeah. really nothing then, to come out of it. Right. And then I, I, my notes here again, though, do say, like, Duggan, why not have him come out? Like, I'm just – they built that up so well. Duggan's in the king of the ring. Like, you could clearly – like, so he's still around. Like, it's not like Duggan they're not using anymore. So it just mm-hmm. look him, make him look more credible. Like, have Yoko hit him down. Uh, who does Duggan face? He faces uh, Bam Bam, right? Yeah, so, like, right. let Yoko beat on him and, like, have Duggan go into the king of the ring, like, sore, right? 
like Yoko took him out again. Like it's just it's so weird that they just brushed aside that feud, which I thought was so hot, and they've obviously still for right now had some some thought of using Duggan for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I don't want to be able for whatever reason, but they obviously were still using him. Uh, so it's just weird he doesn't come out. I mean, you you could argue because of how disjointed Sean and Marty has been that Duggan right. and Yoko has been the the hottest feud of the whole year. Like you you could probably oh, as oh far I as think, just feuds. I think so too, and especially I mean, there's no feud for Hogan right now. Hogan and Yoko, right? right. Like we haven't seen Hogan for a while, uh, and he's definitely not had any confrontations with um, with Yoko. So uh, a little weird. Uh, so then we get to the big angle. Uh, of the uh, uh, of or, then there's a Duggan match, sorry, because that's what's weird, right? Duggan is yeah, a job match, yeah. right? But it's so it's just like weird. Why would he not come out for you? That's why I put that note exactly. too. But it's like, why not just have him come out there, have Yoko interrupt the match, right? Well, I guess he can't waddle that fast down to the ring, but still, <laughs> you could you could have done something, right? To, to to especially with them so close together, it just kind of feels weird. Uh, but then the big the big angle of the uh, the episode is uh, Taker's fighting a jobber. Awesome entrance because it's the long entrance way. So mm-hmm. takers, I know the lights don't go out yet, but it's just kind of that mystique of uh, his entrance. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so he, he, he pins a jobber, uh, and then the big uh, giant Gonzalez comes out to start attacking him with Harvey. And during the middle of the attack, Mister Hughes comes out. So it's kind of glad that uh, Mister Hughes uh, is now with Harvey. Uh, so a good pairing, it kind of you know put some of the shine off of Giant Gonzalez and help have him help out uh, this feud. They're trying to obviously do stuff with the taker to keep him strong. Uh, I did, I did note that uh, there's a side slam by Mr. Hughes on Paul Bear. I wrote that they have the same bellies. Like it was a big, their bellies are kind of the same. With a white button up shirt. Yeah. White button up shirts. Like they kind of like touched each other, like twins at their bellies. Uh, (laughs) Not really the most athletic guy. Right. And so I, I like this. It takes taker out of, action uh they steal his urn uh which weird is like that you kind of think this angle would then be taker would be in the king of the ring and then he you know is now out but he really wasn't doing any you know he wasn't in the match so i thought that might have worked better if they had mm-hmm. it was he was supposed to be in maybe duggan's spot and now it's like chaos of oh who's going to take Taker's spot i thought that was maybe the only thing that was bad on it but i thought it was a pretty good angle like i said i like that they've added someone else because gonzalez just can't um can't go in the ring. We've tried to give him a chance, and he just can't. Right. Uh, and they obviously want to keep Taker as like their number two attraction, right? He's not he's not ready for the title yet, but they want him as the you know a main draw on house shows and other things. So I thought this was a, a great angle. Yeah, and you you nailed it. I think I think adding Hughes was smart because Gonzalez cannot carry this by himself. Like yep. he can barely work a squash match by himself. Right. You know, it's, like he's he's actively bad in a squash match. So to see Hughes in there is kind of, you know, a breath of fresh air. Just and, and you still keep the feud going with Gonzalez, too, because it's like the two monsters colliding, but you have someone else in there to do the groundwork for you. So, yep, I yeah, like I'm, it. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes now, you know, with, with Hughes added to the mix. At least it's not as stale anymore. Yeah, and you got – I think it, I like the connection with Harvey, right, uh, that you kind of have him with the two in between. So it's, like, not randomly connected. Like, why would Giant Gonzalez and Mr. Hughes ever get together, right? Like, you right. got to make it – well, these are these are his guys, right? And he's telling them, hey, this is my game plan, right? Kind of like they used to do with the Heenan family. Like, hey, like Haku and, you know, 
Andre make no sense together, but Heenan put them together for, you know, get let's get the title. So I, I like that as well. They use the manager to get them, get them connected. Exactly. Yep. So from, uh, from there we get what a Hogan interview, right? Yes. Is that what you have next on yours? So yes. yes. A, a quick the, well, the Mean Gene update. Yeah. The, the Mean Gene updates, but with a Hogan interview. Right. So he's basically building to the title match and, uh, the less the better with him right now. Like he's, to me, he's just checked out. Like he's not yep. really, you know, like he didn't appear, he, he, you know, showed his ass, did this power play to get the belt, doesn't work at all, you know, in the meantime. And, and now he's like, you know, your champion's been off TV. It's, you know, he's Brock Lesnar before Brock Lesnar was, you know, <laughs> taking time off with the belt and everything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just ready for him to be gone. Like he just doesn't do anything for me. I know, like, if you probably started watching wrestling in the 80s, mid 80s or something, it's, it's more of a sad day for you. But I, it's going to be a happy ass day for me when he's off the TV. So I'll be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Gene sits on him again. I mean, Gene is like, they must have been at, like bad terms or Vince just told him to say this, but he's like Hogan's first defense in two months. Like, it's yeah. like mocking it. It's like literally mocking the title. I right. know back in the day, like it was kind of a little bit different, but they never brought that up before. Like, exactly. I know, like, title defenses were, like, not, you know, special attractions only, but they never brought it up. Like, here they're literally mocking. is like, well, this guy hasn't defended the title in forever. So they're they're clearly not happy with him. They clearly screwed up. They're clearly trying to figure out, you know, can they drag this out to, you know, SummerSlam, I think was the original plan. I think, can they make it to King of the Ring even? Um, obviously, you know, buyer's remorse by Vince, and he deserves this, but it, it just it just looks terrible. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, then so I think the other thing I had was that they I, I, I thought this 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 King of the Ring was very long, so the the, the preview normally are kind of short, but uh, I get it's the weekend show, so you're probably really pumping up that hey order now. Uh, right, Gene probably said it like five times, you know, about ordering. So I, I get that that's long, and I get the segment was you know maybe like ten minutes, like it's one of the longer, yep, uh, inter, like uh, previews they had. But I, I get it from the weekend. Hey, you're trying to get the last minute by, so. Uh, that was my only other note I had. Yep, and then from there we get an actual entertaining uh, part of the show is when uh, Men on the Mission have oh. a yet where they actually rap, and it's like, okay, good. We get we get a little breath of fresh air now. We get these two, you know, huge or well, one huge, one semi huge guy, um, you know, and it's they're, they're rapping in like the old Fat Boys like eighty seven, eighty eight style in ninety three when like rap is so much more evolved by then. So that's kind of funny. And I think that's what Vincent Mann sees rap as is like you know, oh definitely he's, probably, he's like MTV when all that happened with WrestleMania back in the day probably got introduced to it. And, okay, that's the last time I'm gonna hear that, but this is what it is from now on, you know. So yeah, it, it's kind of funny to see them rap like that, but I, I'm pumped to see them come in. I know they're not. It's kind of like Adam Bomb, right? They're not great workers. They're not like the best gimmick or anything either, but it's more nostalgia and just something different for the car for me. So I'm pumped to see yeah. them come in. Yeah. Uh, I want to disagree with that for a second, but I don't know about you, but my mix was terrible uh, of uh-huh. the song. Like, I don't know if you you got better maybe by just the peak. No, it was. Sucked for me. It was definitely I, I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear Oscar at all. And I feel like on our intro, the song is very clear. And you can yes. hear Oscar, so I feel like the mix um, was was not the best. Uh, so whatever whatever happened, they must have re-recorded it because I could not, I could not hear Oscar at all. I re-listened to it twice. And I was like, oh, that, that makes it makes sense. Not necessarily was, a bad thing. 
No, he's, he's not good. But that, that's <laughs> mentioned like a terrible gimmick. I mean, these guys were so over for about a year, right? No, that, right. This was right. this was you know this was the whoop there it is and the you know yeah. those type of you know th- those type of rap songs, right? So it, it you right. know Quasi it's funny DJs like make, and stuff like that, yeah. right? We all make fun of it now, right? But like this was the time, right? And uh, you know I, I I do think they did a pretty good job for a while, right? Is looking credible and looking. The crowd was definitely into him, so I, I think the I think I mean, just for those yeah, I think I mean more the look, like the 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 stripes and you know the overalls or whatever they were wearing at first. Like I got I think <laughs> that at first is is the part I couldn't get my head around as far as the look goes. But I guess you know if you, if I you're just living in ninety three, yeah, I think you're. I think you're living. I, did, you, did you see Soup Dog's outfit at the Super Bowl? That's I mean, true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think you're we're right, forgetting right. about. Forgetting about, uh, I think well, we're see, I was, the, the thing also that was seven and ninety three. So it's oh, like okay. it's you would probably wear the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, and that's, you're probably right. So if if I put myself in ninety three, I got you're right. I got to do yeah. that, and and I'll, I'll take that back as far as the the gimmick goes. But you know, in the ring, they suck. I'm not gonna oh, take that back. Yeah, mo, mo, most terrible. Masters bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Mabel. Bad. He's yeah. awesome. I love Mabel, but he sucks. So. so. Yeah. Um, at least, at least there's something different on the card though. It's like, you know, it's just something like, like when you think of the new generation era, like this last, like, you know, the shows that we covered before hiatus and, and coming up like the next month or so, like the core group of guys are coming in now, like diesel razors in the fold, one, two, three kids coming in, you know, Brett's a mainstay, Sean's a mainstay guys like Mabel. Satanka's Mabel's a mainstay. There. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like all the guys you think of when you think of a new generation era are all starting to come in and, and be there now. So Adam Bomb, like he's a, if you think of new generation era, he's probably one of the guys you think of. So it's it's kind of cool to see this like roster kind of shift yeah. a little bit, and they're like in a rebuild mode. If you think of it from like a sports term, um, they're in a rebuild mode, and, and everybody's gonna kind of you're probably gonna get some, you know, janky matches coming up and some and some stiff, you know, things going on, but. We're going to work it out, and I just like the way it's going. Yeah, we've kind of lost some of those guys. Uh, you know, we haven't seen Coco in a while. I haven't seen Demento in a while. I right. feel like we're going to get rid of Duggan, right? Tito's yep. barely hanging on. So we're definitely getting out some of those old older guys and getting into the real, you know, new gen. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely definitely liked it besides, besides the mix. And then we have uh, one last match. You want to get it or me? Yep, Which so we got the, we got Money Inc. come out for a squash. uh just a simple tag squash from them. I think the Steiners do come down at the end. Yes. For the belt. Yep. So that that's exciting. Like the Steiners are, you know, it's crazy how they only have like a one or two year run in the WWF, but like everything they, they're kind of involved in, it's, it's pretty memorable because they're like, they, I don't think like before them or since them, there's ever been like a really a team like them in the, in the WWE as far as like two guys, I'll just go in there and stiff the shit out of you and toss you all around the ring and stuff. Um, it's like a lot of their stuff is memorable from what they do. And like, I'm not the biggest money Inc fan, but the Steiners do make this, or, or sorry, money Inc does make this like a good feud because the Steiners right, really yep. don't lead that part of it. But you know, th- like a cool little challenge. So I think we're just building towards that and nothing else really major, um, happening. Yeah. Here. It's a cool, it's a cool end to it. It's kind of weird that they end, you know, the, lead up to the king of the ring with this kind of tag team match and a man, but I think they're building up to the feud and I think we'll see it in a couple of weeks. Like this was a big deal on that. They were trying to make this a big deal for the uh, house shows market, mm-hmm. like Snyder's money Inc. So 
I think that is good, right, of, of, of playing up like these guys really – we're not really sure why they have a feud. I, I don't know if we figured that out yet, but they obviously it's a big deal, right? So um, I, I like the ending. It's just kind of a little weird at the go-home for, for – King of the Ring the last two times has been mostly focused on the tag team division, which King of the Ring is, you know, not a, a tag team pay-per-view. So Right, right, right. All right, and then I think that's all we had on that. And, then, you know, they, they always do their go-homes go and then talk about, you know, the big uh, the big pay-per-view this weekend. Yep. Uh, so we're ready for King of the Ring for next time. Let's do uh, a couple plugs and then awards. Sound good? Yes, sir. So, um Today, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, it's a new show since we've left and come back on. Is um, you know what that means with the uh, Jordan and Andrew Reese covering AEW. Um, Jordan's my boy, long time um, PTB, you know, listener, yes. participator, and good to hear him back on there as well as Andrew. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool to hear like you know people passionate about a current product. Like I cannot watch wwe right now at all like i tried i watched it in the rumble you know i thought i liked it like i'm like oh man it's a good ass show and i see everybody's like comments on it like oh this shit sucks so like i rewatched yep. it and i wish i didn't rewatch it because i rewatched it without like the you know like the fresh new eyes that haven't watched the product in like six to eight months and i'm like yeah this really isn't that great you're right so it didn't get me back in, but AEW has been fun, and especially like listening to them talk about it, like their passion behind it, it makes yep. it really fun to listen to, you know. So, um, we got that. We got a uh, behind the connection I really like too with JC. Like he's you know interviewing the the hosts of North South. So like you kind of get if you listen to those 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 episodes, you kind of get like more of a a feeling for the host and maybe like their tastes and what they like when they're talking, they're doing their shows. So it kind of just gives you a little, you know, peek behind the scene on that. So I'm really liking that, how that goes. And then, you know, we got our normal shows. We got, you know, every kind of wrestling you can think of from eighties, nineties, um, ruthless aggression era, Jake, he's been killing it. He's consistent as hell. Apparently he doesn't have kids or tear Achilles or anything like that. <laughs> he's been going every he, damn two yep. weeks. So, you know, but yeah, you know, you know everything else that we we cover on here, just you know, and especially like the feedback and everything too. That's been cool as hell throughout this time that you know we've been gone. I I hear people like I I heard you on a pod with um with Ryan and just to, to hear like how pumped he was to hear that we were coming back. I was like, man, that's awesome to hear that. So yeah, no, it's it's definitely good. Uh, you know, JT's been at another new show. Why why we were gone behind the connection. Uh, uh listen, that I've kind of. I've, not picking my favorites, but just randomly I'll pick one. I did Tim Cable. He was complaining about there's too many Tims on this network. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I heard that. I don't know, complaining, yeah. but, you know, just saying there's a lot right. of Tims. But uh, there's a great story about him and his, uh, I don't know, his mother's boyfriend or something like that. With the that. reptiles. With the reptile, with the, the original yeah. Tiger King. So Yeah, I, I was, that's, I, a, that's I, the exact I, thing I thought of. Right. I, I need a, shit. yeah, we need a behind the connection with that, with Tim Capel and interviewing that guy, wherever he is. Right. Guy, I guess from jail, maybe. But uh, right. I, I, really, I really enjoyed those um, uh, of the JTs of getting to know some people that I know a little bit or some of them I kind of don't know at all. So that's been great. Right. And then they've added daily the uh, Chronoso Daily. I hope I said that yep. right. Uh, where they go in match by match. Um, I've actually never watched the wrestling classics, so I haven't listened to those yet. Uh, but the WrestleMania uh, one ones were amazing. Uh, they just kind of go match by match. It's different person each day, so it kind of 
about maybe like eight minutes or so each one, yeah. kind of, yeah. kind of ish. Yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, real, real quick, and different people each day. There's, uh, I think Logan and Jenny are together. There might be a couple yeah. other ones that are together, but you know, there's maybe ten or twelve people that are kind of going through them. Uh, they're a ton of fun. I've held off on the wrestling classic because I've actually never watched that pay per view, so I was like, probably should watch it first and then listen to those. But um, they're doing all the pay per views and major Saturday Night, uh, Saturday Night Live Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Uh, that they're going through. So, you know, I know we missed a couple other shows, but yeah, there's there's just been a ton of great content while we've been off. A ton of new shows. The, the Chronos or Daily is just such an easy easy listen when I'm walking the dog uh, for right. 10 minutes. It's, it's, it's a great start and network keeps growing. So that's, that's great. And, uh, you know, thank, I just want to thank, you know, uh, JT and, and, and Jenny and, you know, Aaron and Chad all for welcoming us back. I know they reached out to us a couple of times. You guys are going to come back and they said the spot's still open for us. So, you know, that means a lot to us. Appreciate it. Uh, especially two new guys that are trying to still find their ways a little bit. Uh, right. It, it's a lot to us uh, for them to kind of say, yep, we'll hold the spot open for you. So really appreciate them uh, for that. Yes, sir. I agree. Uh, and then we're on to awards. So um, we'll kind of, we kind of go through six awards. I'm kind of remember how to do this. We got uh, most uh, new gen outfits. Uh, kind of these are always tougher when there's a little bit smaller, but I, I think I, I might know who you're going with. Yeah, I, I'm going with Scott Steiner. What do you oh, okay. like, Pro and the boots. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. Who yeah, are you going with? I'm going the diesel tracksuits. Uh, oh, awesome. A, yeah, I mean, it just looks ridiculous. It's like classic Adidas blue, white. Yeah. Uh, most new gem performer. So this one's kind of hard because there wasn't really like like a standout match of performer. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm just gonna go with Lawler in general because his, that's his good. Yep. touch that he added on. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Lawler. I think that's a great great one because he's it. But I'm gonna go for our, our theme song, the old uh, Men on the Mission. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, that's definitely and, and and you know I'm the one really saying they're they're the '90s rap uh, group of the year. Like why <laughs> why weren't they at the Super Bowl? Um, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So this one's maybe a little tougher sometimes, but worst segment or match. Um. <sighs> I don't know about worse. It's uh, so easy uh, to go Hogan. I mean, I, I probably, if I, I, I should, I'm going to tally these up, and I'm pretty sure Hogan's going to, you know. I mean, uh, it, it kind of has to be Hogan for me because of, of how long it went. Yeah. So, and, and because there's no other match that was, like, actively bad, and everything else was kind of short. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Hogan segment. All right, I'm going to go with Fuji. So, for two, oh, I'm going to count perfect. these up. I'm gonna count these up uh, this week and see the the uh, you know who's who's on there the most, and I'm sure it's Fuji and Hogan. Like oh, it's, it's, no, it's no doubt. It's just they're just bad. Um, best match or segments? Um, uh, I'll go for I, I'll go with Taker. I thought the Taker Hughes beat down uh, with, with even Giant Gonzalez looking kind of fierce in that. I I, I like that, uh, and obviously building to a big angle over the summer. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Razor interview, calling out Kid and then calling out Brett at yep. the same time. You know, he, he just looked so damn cool. Like I said, I know. just felt like a star. So I'm, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I, I agree on that. I mean, he looks like a star. He just looks like a face, right? And I mean, obviously that's right. coming, but he just right. looks like a cool guy, right? Like everyone wants to cheer for him. So exactly. Um, we got stock up. Anyone? <sighs> I mean. Up. I mean, I don't know. Like, let me see. I, I, I guess I'm gonna go with Sean because he's got the belt back now. He's Sean, got okay. the insurance policy, and you know, he has been kind of you know mindless doing mindless things for a little bit. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Sean. 
I'm going to go Steiners because it really looks like they're coming for the titles. So I'll go, I'll go with them. Um, you know, I like that segment to end with Money, Inc. I thought that was pretty good. So um, they're obviously looking like tighter contenders. So right. um, I've never been the biggest Steiner guys, but I kind of like where they're building to this. And then stock nice. down. That's Hogan. Hogan, he's checked out. <laughs> he's, I'm selling all his stocks. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I had anyone else. If I had, oh, I, I, I'm going to go with Marty Janetti. Oh, there you Poor go. guy. Poor guy. Whatever, whatever happened, probably his fault. But yeah, he sold all his stocks for drugs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He, uh, yeah, it's just like such a short title reign, and I, I can't even think about this. This might be his only title reign. It's like, well, he's singles, right? It's probably 20 days, mm-hmm. you know, at most, and kind of disappointing for him. Uh, a guy that I always liked better when I was the Rockers, like, and even after. Like, I always right. loved when Marty came back, and this is kind of his, his high point. I know he has a little run in 94 uh, with, with Kid and stuff, so I think yep. I think he'll be okay for a while, but this was just kind of a letdown. This this was his career high, and it's over. Yeah, it sucks, too, because I love Marty, man. I, yeah. like, I, like, every iteration of him, like, in 95 in that Survivor Series match, he's awesome. Yep. Like in 94 with, with Kid, he's awesome. Like you said, against Sean, he's awesome, and he just couldn't keep his shit together, you know, unfortunately, so... Yep, yep, agreed. His own demons. Uh, great, so awesome return. I'm so glad to be back. So glad to talk to you again uh, you know, on, a, on a podcast. So great to hear that everyone's good and healthy. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks then with the uh, old King of the Ring, 1993, up on pay-per-view. Uh, oh, yeah. Pumped about it, good stuff. And once and for all, we know who stocked down is going to be. It's, it's Hulk Hogan. So Yes, sir. Uh, we'll gladly say goodbye to him uh, and the new generation and our new generation and uh, be ready to move on. So thanks for joining us, and thanks for all the feedback, and we're glad to be back. All right. Always could spot a friend. Welcome back. And I smile when I think how it must have been. And I know what a scene you were learning in. Was there something that made you come back again? Welcome back.